Disclaimer for all who are listening. Mixed emotion is a conversation about what it means to be biracial. We are learning and growing along with the audience. The opinions and experiences expressed on this podcast are personal. They do not speak to everyone's story, but we hope to provide a safe space to connect and relate. So let's call the first girl Alyssa. Okay. That wasn't her name, but I'm going to call her Alyssa. Yes. And the second girl's name, funnily enough, was Valentina. My name's Valentina. This other girl's name was Valentina. So Alyssa and Valentina were friends and they were playing and hanging out. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to hang out with them. Yes. So I go up to Alyssa and Valentina and ask if I can hang out with them. And I'm not sure exactly what Alyssa said to me. Mm -hmm. But it was along the lines of, you know, no, you can't hang out with me or something. And I said, oh, why not? And she said to me, well, this Valentina is better than you. Like it happened where I was, she told me that this other Valentina was better than, than me. Oh my goodness. And you're kind of just like, oh, like that's not nice. Uh Whatever. Except for (laughs) this Valentina could not look more opposite. Like she was the polar opposite of what I looked like. She had white blonde hair. Yes. Big blue eyes. Yep. And white skin. Yeah. And I was really, I was really confident at that age. And so Mm -hmm. I didn't think there was anything wrong with me. Mm -hmm. So the only thing that I could tell that was wrong in that situation was that this other Valentina was, had blonde hair, blue eyes and white. And she was better than me and she was prettier than me because of those things because of this one what this one girl Alyssa said wow yeah and, and you were how old again I was five yeah that's tough yeah and that really I that stuck with me clearly as you're still telling the tale at 19 yeah yeah like 20 and four days oh ah! yeah that is wild I know but I can't believe the odds that in my daycare there was another girl named Valentina and she looked the opposite of me. Wow. In every which way. Well, on that discussion, our second episode. Our second episode. Of our podcast. Mixed emotion. Our beloved podcast. Yes. Is on white beauty ideals. And we have a lot to say. We really do. And it's not going to fit in just one episode. Oh no, it's so true though. It's so true. Yeah. Okay. Let's get into it. Hey, Juliana, what's our podcast called? I don't know, Valentina. What is it? It's that that feeling that, that mixed, mixed emotion. emotion. <laughs> so, Valentina. Yeah. That story, you were five years old. I was five years old, yes. You, we've talked about this before, but mm-hmm. I feel like I experienced the idea of white beauty ideals later on in life. Right. Was there anything, because I'd say my perception of all that started in grade nine. So was there anything from like five years old to grade nine that you experienced something else that stuck with you or like that you really realized? Because I didn't get that until I was a little older. So I think for me, there were two things. Um, One thing was... When I was quite young, like when I was five years old at that daycare, it, mm-hmm. it was a diverse daycare. I lived in a diverse area and grew up in a diverse area mm-hmm. um, when I was younger. And then I guess around the time I started first grade, 
mm-hmm. was when my school became a little less diverse. And then definitely once I was in middle school, mm-hmm. there was like no diversity. Yeah. Um, but I remember when I was younger, and maybe it just happened to be this way, um, starting from the age of seven, the popular pretty girl was always the blonde girl with yes. blue eyes yes. and white skin. Mm-hmm. And I definitely registered that early on. And because it was such a pattern, it made me think that the prettiest girl is always going to be blonde. Definitely. White, blue eyes. Yeah. And going back to just like growing up a little bit diverse, like clearly like this kind of didn't hit for you until you were saying middle school. Yeah. Yeah. So then... Also, we're from different cultures and different backgrounds. So obviously this like blonde hair, blue eyed idea didn't come until we were exposed to other people out there and like other comments and stuff like that. Yeah. We were raised in different cultures, but we are also taught that those things aren't necessarily the beauty standard. Uh, Do you mean like the way we look or that? Okay. Yeah. Because like going to me, Mm -hmm. I was raised, obviously we're biracial. We know this. Yes. (laughs) the title of our podcast I know right so shocking but um like growing up in a mixed household I was always I'm very thankful that I was always told this I was always told that I was very beautiful yeah and you know like I I grew up around a lot of women of color who looked similar to me like aunts that are also biracial or mixed or um even like a lot of very strong black women in my life so Mm -hmm. I always grew up around women who did not look like what I was later exposed to as the beauty standard. And I thought of them as very powerful, amazing, beautiful figures in my life. So it was like a shock when I came into, you know, like a less diverse school in high school. And I was exposed to this idea that, oh, blue eyes and blonde hair is like the standard. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? It's interesting because I think that the person I thought was the most beautiful and still do is my mom yeah and my mom is not white in the slightest Mm -hmm. literally like my mom's a supermodel Mm -hmm. everyone bow down that that was the mindset and it is the mindset and I just could tell that you know everyone said my mom was beautiful Mm -hmm. she's so much more than that but yeah I still had this idea yeah about you know wanting to be blonde wanting blue eyes I remember um and maybe it's because maybe I had struggled with friends at some point too. I mean, um, but I remember coming home one day and looking in the mirror and just wishing for I had wow. I had brown curly hair, mm-hmm. tan skin, obviously brown eyes, mm-hmm. and I had honestly the most gorgeous hair. I wish I had it now. It was like the perfect curly brown mm-hmm. hair that like you did not need any maintenance. And I remember sta- staring in the mirror. And I remember even thinking, well, I'm pretty, but I'd be so much more beautiful if my hair was blonde and straight. Wow. It wasn't specifically the blue eyes, Mm -hmm. but it was definitely the hair. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I'd have so many, like life would just be perfect Mm -hmm. if I had that. And I remember just like multiple times throughout the week, like going and looking in the mirror and wishing I had that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And I had like my mom, my aunts too, beautiful Indian women. Um, and there were other women of color in my life who, again, I thought were beautiful, but 
And even growing up, I had, when I was quite young, I had this fascination with Bollywood actresses. Yeah. And they were also like the height so of beauty. So beautiful, yeah. But for me personally, I wanted to look like a blonde white girl. And that definitely has impacted me in so many different ways. Definitely. But I don't think I realized it until I got to high school. Yeah. So why don't we bring it back to you? Okay. So high school, grade nine year, I came out of a very diverse elementary school. My elementary school ran from kindergarten all Mm -hmm. the way to grade eight. So I had no other outside exposure other than diversity. Yeah. Coming into our high school was a culture shock for me. Yeah. And that is so ironic to say because normally it's the opposite. But I was like, wow, the lack of diversity is wild right now. I came in and for the first time in my life, I think I was a minority. And that was a concept that blew my mind only because like everyone in my elementary school looked like me, something like me, had parents who were the same ethnicity as my parents. You know what I mean? So I always felt like I could relate to someone. Yeah. And then as I stepped in and I tried to make friends in high school, like outside of my friend group that I came in with, it ended up being so difficult because I felt like I could not relate to anyone around me. Yeah. And I think as like kids, when you make friends, you try and look for people who kind of resemble you in a way yeah it's just a thing like I've always done it my whole life a lot of my friends are similar to me personality wise or they come from like same cultural backgrounds as me because I feel like I can build that relatability but when it came to like our high school I felt like I could relate to no one and that made me struggle but then also on top of that I found that a lot of the popular people Mm -hmm. quote-unquote popular kids were those of blonde hair blue-eyed or straight hair brunettes, um, anything that looked nothing like me, like fair skin, all of those people were were those of the popular kids. And that, I struggled with that because I was like, oh my gosh, let me look up to them. I want to fit in in a new high school where I feel like I don't belong. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I should be like them. Let me be more like them. And, you know, they had the nice clothing and they had all the expensive brands and, you know, it was a little bit of a wealthier area. Yes. And I grew up in and it was like, whoa, like for me to feel like I fit in, I better conform to this. And I remember in high school, literally it, like similar to you, your experience, mm-hmm. looking in the mirror and being like, let me just straighten my hair. Let me just straighten my hair because and my hair is like most beautiful Thank curls you. ever. Thank you. It is very much like type four hair. Like kinky, coarse, all of that. Mm -hmm. The complete opposite is straight. But I felt that like in order for me to fit in and also get the attention of others, the popular kids and also boys in my case, because I it's that age. You know what I mean? Of course it's that age. You see new guys like you're interested, whatever. And the girls that had the straight blonde or brunette hair were the ones that were pulling every all the guys. It was like, oh, shoot, like I'm not getting any attention. Let me kind of look like them in order to get the attention that I want, which is so unfortunate. And I totally agree. And I think, you know, everyone's, you know, beautiful in their own way. Definitely. And I'm not saying that I was more pretty than like any of the white girls yeah. at our school. I'm not saying that. Yeah. Beautiful women went to our school, guys. Definitely. Let's hype them up. Yes. But I 
would always think, and I I've had interactions where mm-hmm. I'm always gonna be second yes. to a pretty white girl. Yes, I will be the color of the you know the colored girl. I sound like a, a racist. <laughs> oh no. I'll, you know, I'll be kind of the exotic yeah. um, girl that's pretty. So exotic. For, for being mixed, for yes. being biracial. Yes. Um, guys will think it's interesting or cool when I talk about how I'm half Indian and I've been to India. Yeah. But never, ever, if there was a girl who, let's say, is just as pretty as I am. Yeah. Not that I'm prettier, but you know. <laughs> yes. Two girls... <laughs> It's really hard not to sound narcissistic right now, guys. It really is. Two girls, okay, me and another girl, we're both very pretty individuals, let's say. Yes. And if she's blonde with uh, blue eyes and white skin, immediately, I still struggle with this today. I'll always think that they're, they're, she's, I'm going to be thrown over for her. Yes. Um, Yes. Because, because no one in my mind at the time and mm-hmm. I still struggle with today mm-hmm. no one is ever gonna be like that is beauty yeah and I felt like I noticed the way men interacted with I mean girls who were blonde hair blue-eyed white skin like confirmed it yeah because I felt you know the prettiest popular girls were always conforming to that ideal definitely and whether that was because of the way they looked Mm -hmm. or for other reasons Mm -hmm. again they're beautiful women but Mm -hmm. I just saw that and it really stuck with me and it's definitely created a lot of insecurities for me especially when it comes to um honestly when people find me attractive likewise yeah yeah because I'm just waiting for a white girl to come in yeah and get thrown over for literally yeah I feel that. Um, I think that was, I think the pandemic did a lot of obviously terrible things in the world. Yeah. However, it allowed for a period of reflection Mm -hmm. to just step away from the world and be like, who am I? How do I accept myself better? What makes me happy? And I think through that period of time, um, me and one of my best friends, um, we sat And we ended up getting together a lot during the pandemic because we were kind of in the same bubble. Anyways, long story short, we ended up having a lot of great conversation when it came to beauty beauty ideals. And um, we had the exact same conversation that you just had with me. And it's just like we always feel like we will be second. And she and I both still carry that. And we've tried to like obviously get over it we're getting so much better at you know accepting ourselves and like in a society where maybe we're not first but we've kind of shifted our mindset to be like we need to put ourselves first and feel like we are first so it's like now I try my best to walk out into the world to be like you know what no like I am beautiful I have self-love I have self-care like I don't think about what other people think of me and how I look because I think it has to start from within and I think all of these throws and all these comments that we've gotten our whole lives and feeling like we're second has been because of outsiders. And I feel like we have inner self-love and inner self-beauty within us, but it's just gotten pulled out of us and fizzled away over time because of the amount of outsiders that have like influenced 
our way of thinking you know what I mean uh totally because as I mentioned earlier like I was really confident when I was young yeah I was a really like I'm gonna say I was a really cute kid yeah you were like when I was a toddler so were you the pictures are so cute they're adorable (laughs) um again Instagram (laughs) starting to sound narcissistic but um I mean I think at other points in my life wasn't as cute yeah you know that happens puberty really hit in that awkward Awkward phase. Awkward phase that yeah. lasted quite a long time. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but from a young age, like, I always, like, I was told by so many people, like, my both my parents, like, growing up, no matter what age I was, they were, and especially, like, I remember with my mom, too, like, they were constantly telling me, oh, you're beautiful. Yeah, same. Like, I always, and I feel like that did actually instill a lot of confidence in me. Definitely. Like, I still felt, like, even when I didn't feel my finest, I was like, well, you know, I'm in my awkward phase, or I, I did have a certain amount of confidence from that, but, man, never the type of confidence that I feel like I'd feel if I was a blonde white girl with yeah. blue eyes. I don't wish I was. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, I don't... See, I, it's a weird... It's a weird, weird like, thing. toss-up. Yeah. I think it's because you and I both know that we're beautiful the way we look. Yeah. We just don't think other people are going to see it. Yes. That's it's what that my part. thing is. And people can... It's really bad because I think this insecurity is installed in me so much that even when people give me a compliment, I always second-guess it. Oh, same. And it's so bad. And it's like self-sabotage. Yeah, because it's like I know I'm beautiful, and again, not trying to sound narcissistic. We think every individual is beautiful. Yeah, we, on- we, we really, we honestly talk we, about it. We do all the time, and we're obsessed with you guys. <laughs> You're welcome. Everyone, everyone, we're obsessed with you. Yeah, literally. <laughs> but it's just like struggling with this has been like, wow, like it really messes with you. The amount of times I've broke down crying, like even in the past year about it. Oh, same. I cannot count. Yeah infinite unfortunately yeah unfortunately yeah and the weirdest part is i don't like i don't think um like when i look at all the people i know Mm -hmm. i don't think that i think the prettiest one out of all of them is like the white blonde hair blue eyed girl definitely i have lots of friends who are white blonde hair blue eyes yeah those girls are gorgeous and i have friends who aren't and they're also gorgeous exactly but i think for me now, I just feel like I haven't really clarified it as much. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's what other people see. And talking about second guessing a compliment, yeah. I always, like when someone compliments me, mm-hmm. I don't even think about it when it's people who are older than me, unless it's kind of like an old white guy. Because yeah. like, not to hate, but then they start, they bring out the race really they fast. Really so exotic. So exotic such a the color of your skin it's just glowing <laughs> i appreciate it but i don't want you fetishizing me anyways that's another conversation we'll have that we yeah, will discuss, discuss. <laughs> yeah but it's more with um people my age mm-hmm. specifically um specifically men and not just specifically white guys mm-hmm. any man mm-hmm. because i feel like i feel like it's not just for white boys that the white girl is you know yeah the standard i know what you mean wow <laughs> i think we're just having a big realization right now we yeah we are moment. it's kind of hitting me like i'm a little emotional to Same. Be honest, because it's something that's bothered me for so long and still such a struggle it really is yeah um 
I remembered a story. Okay. I'm going to bring it back. Bring it back, girl. <laughs> to when <laughs> I was young, mm-hmm. um, in high school, going into high school. Um, I, I think it was actually a little bit before. It might have been middle school. I straightened my hair. Okay. One of the first time. I think I straightened my hair twice in my entire life. Okay. Um, this was life-changing for me because I've always been this was before high school so again I didn't have the perception of the white beauty ideals yet okay it was just me myself and I I think I went to the hair salon a white hair salon oh god we don't talk about it no we don't it's traumatizing for me okay um but anyways it was like one of the only ones available I didn't know about curly hair salons yet okay so I went to this white hair salon I straightened my hair for the first time because the lady told me that that was the only way she'd be able to cut my hair fun fact it's not possible. Mm. It's actually impossible to cut your hair curly is what well, she told me. Scissors don't work on curly hair. Apparently they don't. They no. just break at the like yeah. thought of it. Yeah. The scissors yeah. like go near curly hair and then they, and they just yeah. combust. Exactly. So yeah. that was her, in her mind, that's what would happen apparently. Yeah. So she told me it was impossible. I got my hair straightened. She cut my hair. I came home to my father and my father is my biggest supporter. My parents are so amazing, but my father has always praised me and my hair I came home with this straight hair for the first time in my entire life. Mm-hmm. He literally cried. Wow. And I was so confused and distraught as a kid because when your dad's crying, yeah, this is maybe like seven years old. You, that's, right? yeah. Right? And that's it's a like, lot. I didn't understand it. And then when I got a little bit older, I, I threw the idea out again that I wanted to re-straighten my hair again in, closer to high school. Yeah. And I was like, Dad, why did you cry when you when I straightened my hair last time he was like Juliana do you understand that every curl on your head is like literally made specifically for you he's like do you understand how blessed and grateful you should be that you have that kind of hair oh that's so beautiful it was and he was like since you were a baby again check out our pictures on Instagram yeah you (laughs) you have had the most beautiful hair and I've seen you grow and develop with that hair and it's always been the same and it's it's become a part of your identity he's like for you to straighten your hair and make it look like everyone else's he's like it was so devastating to me and traumatizing because he's like I don't ever want you to feel like the beauty like that you have your exterior beauty comes from the ideas that you need to have your hair straightened yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, that's no, that does, and that's that's so important. And I remember even in high school, um, talking with a friend who has curly hair, mm-hmm. uh, and she was white, but she had come from a school that was a lot more diverse. Yeah, so coming to I'd grown up in this environment a bit longer than you had. Yeah, this really really white environment. Yeah, and she had curly hair, and I think we had a conversation about like how people will always tell you, oh, your hair looks so good today mm-hmm. when you straighten it. Yeah. Oh, it looks so much better when you straighten it. Yeah, Why does it look so I, Maybe sometimes it suits someone's features more, but there's really something about, um, like I even remember seeing on Instagram and stuff, Yeah. Um, like the before and after scenes when they give someone a makeover. Yeah. In movies and stuff. Yes. I think it happens in The Princess Diaries. And that's a whole other conversation for media representation. We, which we will definitely touch on. Yeah. yeah. But they always straighten her hair. Always. Yeah. Like, I think I've, I haven't i have seen, especially in like, 
and I don't even want to touch on media representation too much. Like, I want to save that for a good conversation. Oh, yeah. But, again, something similar to Princess Diaries, I've always seen, like, transformations happen from curly to straight. Yeah. And it's like, oh, curly's messy and, like, this and that. And, like, you know what I mean? Or, like, yeah. like facial hair. Like, oh, get rid of it. It's disgusting. But it's like, no. Like, big bushy brows are beautiful. And, yeah. like, your curls are amazing and stunning. And, yeah. like, you know, your big brown eyes are beautiful like keep those things about you like those are what make people so different so unique and that's what I feel like brings beauty in just a human being like something that stands out is something so much more beautiful than something that fits in does that like yeah yeah like they're just it were like at the very least they're equally beautiful yeah exactly no one should be like looked down upon yeah because they are different it should be we should be celebrating each other because of our differences and conforming to those exactly. to those beauty standards is a whole and maybe we'll do an episode i think we should yeah about that but that you know especially gosh like we'll touch on this more but going through puberty yeah and even especially for me like in middle school Mm -hmm. and the change room and like your body hair being Mm -hmm. darker than everyone else's yes and everyone's talking about shaving their legs and I can't even see the hair on their legs yeah like it's so much different it is very different and my whole friend group especially middle school was white Mm -hmm. and I could not I they just could not relate with yeah with some of the ways like with body hair like eyebrows whatever little things and that was like I kind of felt it almost made me feel gross yeah it did yeah and it's not gross because for anyone listening all of that is beautiful it is so beautiful and it is so normal yeah it's so normal it is so normal it really is so I think we let that one out I think I think we'll do a second episode I think we need to and we're going to talk about how in detail more how we've gotten through some of this. I think we need to. Yeah. I think it's important. I think the conversation cannot end here. I agree. Okay. But yeah. Okay. Are we are we signing off I for think our second, second episode? episode? <laughs> I think we are. Yay. Okay. Okay. Bye. B- uh, bye. Bye. bye.